You are listening to the Shit You Can't Make Up podcast, a conversation with friends, hosted by Marisol Sanchez. Hello. Hello, Marisol. Hello, Danielle. Um, That voice you hear is my guest this week, Danielle Johnson. She is a mindset and happiness coach, and um, I'm excited to have her on the podcast, so thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. You're up. See, I started it. <laughs> I started the podcast and I didn't shut off my mail. Um, before we start, I have to take a minute and uh, I have to thank a few people. And the first person I need to thank is Sean Boyle, who is my producer. Um, people have listened to the podcast. You remember the quality before <laughs> and you know the quality after Sean um, started on the on the podcast. Um, and I just met him. I have never met him in person. He's just a wonderful soul who reached out to me and we both have a love for podcasting and he's been incredibly supportive and he takes these files and cleans them up for me and uh, posts them up for me. And last, I think the last few, um, he's done it magnificently and I never thanked him. I didn't do it on social media and I was kind of an asshole. Um, just move on my part because I was terribly busy. And so I wanted to take a minute and I know you're listening to this, Sean. Um, and thank you for all your help and check him out at dad's son podcast. Um, he has some great content there with his teenage son and I think he has some other podcasts that he's working on. Um, and then I'd also like to thank our sponsor uh, this week, www.betterhelp.com is um, Shit You Can't Make Up sponsor. <laughs> and they're our first sponsor, so thank you for that. Um, I've never personally used them, but I'm a huge advocate in therapy, in talk therapy. It's been um, part of the journey. I've Part of my journey has been uh, intensive talk therapy over the years and, um, has helped me overcome, or I, I don't know if you can over, I, okay. I speak too quickly. Maybe overcomes not the word. It's helped me with issues of depression. It's helped me with issues of anxiety. Um, and it's helped me become a better parent. So I'm a huge, um, advocate for therapy and, Betterhelp.com makes it more accessible to people. You can sign up online. You can reach out and find someone today if you need someone to talk to. So, um, thank you. And I think that's it. <laughs> so, so, Danielle, thank you for coming on the podcast. And, um, I'm excited to talk to you because it's one of my favorite subjects to talk about, which is mind, um, mindset. You know, I, I wanted to say mindfulness, um, and happiness. And that's something that's your field of expertise now, right? Yes. Yes. Um, so thank you so much. I was so excited when you reached out. Um, I absolutely love podcasts. So, uh, it's a dream come true. Yay. Um, well, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about my thoughts on how, like how happiness came into my life. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear it. So I wasn't a happy child. I had a shitty childhood, um, shitty first love, and then basically existed um, up until about five years ago. <laughs> and I um, I specifically remember, have this memory of driving around. It was during Christmas holidays and seeing the word joy um, in someone's house, like a big holiday decoration that said joy. 
And it wasn't a, from a place of sadness or, um, you know, pity, but it was, um, this just realization that, wow, I really haven't experienced much joy in my life. Um, and so I kind of went, when I went really deep into the study of happiness on my own, um, reading books. I, I, it was like a huge self-help phase that I went through. Um, read all the books, did trainings, therapy, um, and I learned a lot. I learned a lot and it has helped me um, to the point where I feel like I live my life much more joyfully. I'm not happy all the time. I don't wake up happy. Um, per se, <laughs> usually wake up tired. <laughs> um, but like most things in my life, it's a practice for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I've cultivated a lifestyle that I can, you know, my goal used to be 80-20. I feel like I'm, I've even reached, I've passed that. You know, I, I could say I am mindful and um, happy most of the time. Um, and when I don't, when I slip back or um, fall out of it, which happens, um, I have a lot of tools in my toolbox to help me find my way back. Um, I would love to hear what some of those are. For me, it's a, a morning routine. Um, yep. It's like I don't get out of bed without saying some kind stuff to myself in my head. And um, I'm going to say this is going to sound very woo. Woo-woo. Woo-woo. I've been saying it wrong for a few I love (laughs) woo-woo. So very woo. But I, uh, you know, I think before I would start out my day with the thought, you know, oh, my God, it's another day. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Snooze. You know, God, I just want to go back to sleep. I don't want to get up. I got to go to work. Yeah, it was just a a negative. um, Another negative thought is like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, oh, my God, when is this going to end? And, that, and not in a suicidal way, but just like the routine of life was not – I didn't start it joyfully. Um, yes. So now I I start in my head kind of with a – what am I grateful for? I'm grateful for my bed. I'm grateful. I'm going to have coffee in, you know, 2.5 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and so I start with just a few thoughts about um, happiness and gratitude. Then I have a gratitude journal. Um, immediately start to note after I have my cup of coffee um, what I'm grateful for. It can go from five things minimum to I could just write for, you know, as, until I need to do something else. Um, and that to me has been my biggest tool, the gratitude. Like uh, just practicing that has been huge for me because I can get in a negative mindset, a victimhood mindset, like I'm a victim Oh, God, I know all of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my childhood happened to me, and I, you know, mm-hmm. my, my mommy issues are to me, my daddy issues are me, my mm-hmm. ex-husband, me. It's all, you know, woe is me. And now it's more, you know, when I'm, um, it's more like I, I look for things to be grateful for. I can even be grateful for bad things. Um, like, you know, I'll get a shitty text or something or comment on something, and I'll be like, Thank you for allowing me to practice the art of forgiveness. <laughs> I love that. I love that. How did you start the morning routine? Is that from the book Morning Miracle or how did you start that out? I um, I find I, I the way I collect data in my head, my head's a really strange place uh, sometimes, is I see patterns. And so and I devour books and 
you know, movies and you, I, I go down a rabbit hole. If I'm interested in a subject, I will seek everything I can find on it. And in this day and age, you know, there's a it's ton easy. of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I, it's not so much one book that I can give it credit to. I saw a theme across many books where it's like how you start your morning, um, yes. kind of sets the tone for the day. So all the successful people do it. Yeah. Um, you know, making my bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I used to be the one person like, why make it? I'm going to get back in it as soon as I can. <laughs> You know, and I don't make it well and I don't have decorative pillows, but, you know, I make sure that the cover, or at least I try to, is put together. Um, so that, that's my, you know, that's one of the tools. The other is I make sure to meditate and move my body, um, as every day. Um, yoga, working out, so on and so on. Connection is another tool in my toolbox for happiness. Um, I work from home so I can isolate myself very easily. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm blessed with wonderful fam, you know, they're friends, but I, to me, they're my family that I will reach. If I haven't seen them for a while or spoken to them for a while, we connect, we reconnect. Um, and really just being mindful of the life that I'm leading for my children. You know, one of the things I learned in therapy was the parents, the sun and the children are the planets orbiting the sun. So if I'm in a shitty mood, if yes. I'm stressed or if I'm anxious, um, it, I literally could see within minutes that's spreading to my children. Um, so if I or, want them to be, you know, kind and polite and, um, happy, I try to do that. And, it, and I'm not like sitting here pretending that this is my life every day and that we're, you know, Norman Rockwell. We're not. I was literally yelling at them like two days ago in the morning as we were late to school. <laughs> so this is not like every, I, yeah, I want to make that clear for the listeners. This is a practice. And, and it's an, yes, learning experiment. <laughs> yes. It's uh for me, it's um progress, not perfection. Cause I I I, I know chasing perfection makes me unhappy. So right. um so tell me about you, because I read a little bit on your website. Um I think you we had some similarities in our background where uh, yes. I, well, I think I heard a little. Yes, I, I kind of picked up. I listened to a couple of your episodes, and I kind of picked up some similarities myself. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, in my your twenties, you know, you're going along and everything's pretty good for most people because you're busy out with your friends and um, you're not paying much attention about uh, much else. And then, you know, late thirties, I found like probably most women, we find that we're giving and giving to everybody else but ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we're just kind of responding and reacting to everything that goes on around us. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think, you know, basically, uh, like Elizabeth Gilbert says, I think she says something like, you know, true transformation doesn't happen until somebody gets tired of their own bullshit. Can I say bullshit? Now? Oh, it's called shit you can't make up. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, and I just love that because that's really what happens in you know, the main reason people change almost always. There's only two reasons to seek pleasure or avoid pain. And, you know, everybody has a different rock bottom and different things, but I just couldn't stand the way I was living. And I knew that I was meant for more. I knew that there was happiness. You see people around you and there are happy people out there, but how do you achieve that? And, you know, just kind of got re-centered and back to myself and everything that I've read in the past 20 years, which is, you know, um, spirituality, psychology to personal development. So I went on that journey of just really 
number one is finding your purpose. I think that, um, you know, people, when you don't have a purpose and it doesn't have to be something grandiose, you know, like, uh, you know, I want to get a master's degree or PhD, but it can even be something as much as I want to be the best mom in the world that I can be, or I want to, you know, make people's day as I encounter strangers. Really, it can be anything. You can design your purpose. I agree. Yeah, I think for me, my purpose was my children, uh, to, to be a, par- a good parent. Um, I didn't know that going into motherhood. Um, I certainly didn't think that they were going to be the reason. Um, and there's my dog. Uh, <laughs> they were going to be the reason that I went down this path, which was I knew that I, I needed to be happy to be a better parent. And, um, you know, I always thank them. I'm like, if it wasn't for you, I, I wouldn't be where I am today. Fill your tank first. Mm-hmm. Cause you can't, you can't give unless you fill your tank first, which is everything that you're doing are like wonderful morning routines. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's counterintuitive, especially for mothers to think about self care. You know, we, we give and give and give from the moment. You know, I, I would say even before even motherhood, even in relationships, we're nurturers, we take care. And, um, you know, I, I think the whole world would be in a much better place if everyone started with themselves first and, you know, took care of themselves and were kind to themselves. Um, because I think a lot of people are not happy. You know, this is just a theory. I'm not a therapist. <laughs> Speaking from personal experience, I think a lot of people, um, exist, go through the motions of what they were conditioned to do because we're all conditioned. Um, but don't, yeah. don't take care of themselves, aren't even nice to themselves. I mean, some of the people I love, the way they talk about themselves is in such a negative way. If they do some, you know, any little thing wrong, it's like, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. You know, it's like, would you talk to a baby that way? <laughs> Um, you know, I've been studying a lot about that recently. I mean, basically, we're 5% of our conscious, like the, our personality and our, you know, conscious thought is 5% of us. 95% of what we're operating at is on a subconscious level. And what's fascinating about that is that is really programmed by the time you're born or two years old to six years old. You're in like what's a state called theta, mm-hmm. which is basically you're on record. Mm-hmm. So every single thing that's happening to you, you're recording that. You're recording, you know, our family doesn't have money or we are not, we don't go to college or. I'm not worth mm-hmm. it. I'm not worth yes, this love. Ev- or- yes, everything. Maybe parents have left you or disappointed you. You're sent these messages over and over again of I'm not enough, of course. That's like the number one thing. But um, you can reprogram your mind. I mean, that's what's the good news about all that. Because, you know, I like you, you know, you get into um, inner critical thoughts done in the past. And then, you know, you get stuck in these patterns and habits in your brain and keep going back to those same thoughts. But you can change the neural pathways. That's what's fascinating. I I just, uh, I don't remember if it was a Facebook post or um, I know in Instagram, I used this picture of an iceberg. So it's a small little iceberg on top and then this huge iceberg underwater. And I talked about the subconscious that, you know, my reality could be great. I I could have a beautiful home, wonderful children, health, um, success. 
but my subconscious it mm-hmm. is um scarcity there's not enough um you're not good enough you're not lovable um and that is this everything i do the blog the podcast the way i live my life is reprogramming that um you know limiting belief i have i and i i you know i've been studying this for a while but i've been practicing it and yoga and meditation really have helped me get to that point because it was in the in meditation excuse me where i really heard my inner dialogue which was oh my god my inner dialogue is such an asshole <laughs> such an asshole it's a combination of two people in my life that you know <laughs> it's just they're assholes and um they it's it's my you know my default my inner dialogue is very negative um but i ha- i do feel like I, I i feel it less and less i don't think it's completely gone i i'm, I'm not self actualized enough to say that you know every day it's not a battle that i have to fight um but for the most part i you my inner voice now it's not really even an inner voice cuz i try to focus so much on what is happening right now in the present um that i it gives it less room for my limiting beliefs in that iceberg to you know of subconscious to bring me down. And when I, I do, it's usually because I've been triggered to something to my past. So as a side. Right. Oh, everything. I mean, everything really, whether we're conscious, well, and we're pretty much not conscious of where it actually roots back to in childhood. And it really, you know, it doesn't matter. We don't need to lay blame because, you know, it's more past that we're living in the now and we need to move forward, like mm-hmm. you're saying. But affirmations, you mentioned affirmations and I don't know how you're doing them and all, but I mean, really, the minute, even if you don't have them, like I had them on my computer, on my refrigerator, in my car, on my phone, on my mirror when I'm getting ready. Um, But even if you can, you're talking about mindfulness. I love that because that's how you can stay present. But even if you just recognize your thought process, so if you're being really mindful and you say, uh, you know, I'm not any good at this, or I'm really nervous, I'm going to be late. If you can immediately stop as soon as you hear yourself and go, I am the opposite of that. So whatever comes up, you just constantly shift that back. Yeah, I try. Yeah, I, I, no, I I agree with you 100%. I would notice that in my, my dialogue, how I would constantly be putting myself down. Um, and I noticed it in one of my children too, that she would do that. Um, and that's when I, because prior to that realization, I was really kind of like, I was one of those really judgmental people about affirmations. Like, Mm -hmm. that's you know, (laughs) such a, I'm not going to do that. Like that's That's for everyone else. Yeah. And, um, (laughs) I really fought it. I, I fought that for a long time. And now I think I would say maybe about a year, year and a half, um, you know, it started, I did it within like a mantra in my meditation mm-hmm. practice. Yes. Now it's just kind of, like you said, it's all over the place. There's notes in my notebook. Um, and you know, one of those things that I noticed about the word I am is it's in scripture and in a lot of different places. It said, you know, it, it tells us in a lot of different <laughs> that what there is. Yeah. <laughs> that, that phrase I am is incredibly powerful. Whatever you say after it, um, is going to stick to you. <laughs> so. There is an actual scripture. I was just reading this recently is there's an actual scripture in the Bible where, um, and you know, this can go for anyone. Cause it, you know, I think that we can take from every religion. It's more really about spirituality, but 
Jesus actually um, was asked, like, who is he? And he goes, I am who I am. And when you look at that text, and I don't really know the exact text right now, but I had looked at it and it was really interesting. It almost seemed like it was an instruction to people to, you know, really program, be careful what you're saying about your mind, who I am and what I say I am is who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, and I had always read that scripture completely different when, you know, or, you know, in church and religious people would mention that, you know, I took it totally different. Like, um, so it was just interesting as an adult and kind of delving into spirituality and delving into personal growth and development, it always goes back to really retraining your neural pathways and basically they get strength. And I just kind of give you a background. So. What happens is as you keep repeating the same behavior or habit or thought, that part of your brain keeps getting strengthened. And then what you have to do to change that pattern and habit and thought is to create a new one, which through, like you just said, affirmations, and there's a couple other things that you can do. And it takes a good, they used to say 21 days, but it really actually takes 30 to 40. And there's even been studies up to 66 in rats. So you've got to just keep programming your mind, whatever it is that you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. Now, I, yeah, I, I've come to the personal belief that what we think is what we become. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, what I'm presenting to myself internally is, is, <laughs> is what's going to happen if I want to um, succeed, be happy, feel loved, feel self-worth. I've got to feel that for myself first. Um, You know, you, I'm sure have read Louise Hayes. Yes. Uh, So sad that she passed away. She just passed away. And um, so for those of listeners who who don't know her, she's basically like the godmother of the self-help movement. Mm -hmm. Um, Her, she, Many you could YouTube or she passed away at 90. Um, she's huge or she was huge on affirmations, um, mm-hmm. and, and mirror work, uh, which is yes. looking at yourself in the, um, mirror and talking to yourself. That one I'm still. <laughs> that is so awkward for me. <laughs> it's so like I, I was joking with, um, a friend of mine, I'm like, I can kind of do it, but I have to like <laughs> wink at myself or call myself a bitch, like in a funny way. Like I can't just be like, I love you. You're so beautiful and wonderful. I still, you know, it's a li- I, it, it's still not natural to me. Uncomfortable. It is, but you know what? 10 years ago, it was uncomfortable for me to look people in the eyes. I, I didn't have the self-worth to, you know, it was, I never, I felt really uncomfortable looking at people in the eyes. Uh, now I, that's how I, talk to them. I look them directly in the eyes. And, um, so I'll get there, I think like I do with affirmations, but that's what I'm working on. That's my current, you know, is, is really just the mirror work. Yeah. Which is still awkward. It's still awkward, but I feel like I need it. Um, you know, it's, it's the piece of a missing puzzle. (laughs) I think she has like, even on her website, a three part series on mirror work. And this guy walks you through that. Yeah, I, I haven't done that yet, but I'm just trying to. I just that one I actually just probably started two weeks ago. Um, the mirror work, yeah, because yeah, affirmations are kind of a part of my daily routine, and it's been for a while now. Um, all the other meditation, yoga, that's kind of been part of my life. Uh, again, fall off both here and there, but can get back on. So 
you know, the, the next installment in my self love journey is mirror work, which is again, I'm not there yet. It's, it's awkward. <laughs> um, I'm, I'll, I hopefully we'll get there, but I can see the value in it. Just doing it for two weeks. I already feel more comfortable, um, with saying things to like say to myself, like, you know, you're worth it. Um, <laughs> It feels awkward at first, right? Oh, it, yeah. to- it totally does. And just even saying it here on the podcast, I'm like, oh, did I just share that with everyone? But yeah, I, you know. Oh, I know. But the Especially truth- with social media. I know. But the truth is I, d- you know, didn't love myself. I didn't – it's not that I didn't like myself because I, I, I kind of did like myself, but I didn't love myself. I didn't – I my subconscious that we talked about earlier, my self-worth was non-existent. You know, I, I – felt completely unlovable. Um, so, you know, I've made huge strides and I'm in a much better place, but, you know, in an effort to get healthy enough to really be in a committed romantic relationship, which is still kind of, you know, a, a area in my life that I'm not successful in. Um, I think, you know, I got to do the mirror work and work on myself some more. <laughs> now, Marisol, now listen to the story you're just telling yourself. Mm. What if you go back to, I am really great in relationships and have loving and blank, blank men walking so right. so right. to me. Well, they flock. Yeah, they flock to you. <laughs> but I, I need them to be. <laughs> but you can create. Well, so now you can yeah. create the style of man you want. Yeah, you know? you're, like, right. you're right. You're right. I, that's a great I'm catch. Attract, yeah, I'm attracting, you know, loving, kind, giving men. They are flowing my way. Can we have sexy? <laughs> yeah, sexy. You can make it whatever you want. Make those affirmations yours. <laughs> yeah, I need to work on that. Um, no, you're right. I want to give, right. give you something else to add to the affirmation because this is so powerful. That really will make a huge shift too with affirmations is speaking into yourself. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No, that's like, that I have not. What's that? So like you kind of go like a ripped in a rant and it's kind of similar to visualization visualization, but it's a little different. So you'll kind of sit down in the morning after meditation or whenever you want, or even during your affirmations, but you just rant like it's here. Like, oh my gosh, I just got that white BMW. It smells so good. I can smell it and it's clear and the radio sounds so clear and, you know, it's driving so smooth and you act as if you already have it right now in your life. And then you can use that with love and college and you know, your home and career and even things about yourself. Like I'm a confident and strong speaker and I, I weigh or I am 125 pounds. And I'm a six figure earner. So you get this huge emotion behind it. Mm-hmm. I have, it's, it, yeah, it sounds like visualization. Um, yeah, that, that's something I kind of work on. Um, and I do, um, I'm, fortunate that I feel like I have a an ability to go within like I can withdraw my senses when I meditate um fairly easily you know um and I know that's hard for a lot of people um so I I feel I feel easily does that make sense so I can feel energy so when I can start um when I am in that affirmation or that visualization, I can feel the energy part of it 
um, if I'm do, you know, if I'm working towards it. So, um, I think I have a limiting belief when it comes to my relationship status, <laughs> but that's for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can create out, I did too. You can create affirmations around it. And I've worked those out. I, I mean, I'm living proof. I mean, in 2015, I mean, my life was falling apart and I, I, the new year was starting and I created a list of affirmations and I, I mean, I can't even believe I'm a happiness mindset coach right now. I mean, you know, I mean, you can literally change your life in a matter of a couple of years by paying attention to what you're saying and then changing it and rechanging that neural pathway. Yeah. No, I, and you mentioned, I just wanted to say, you mentioned meditation. You know, a lot of people do have meditation. So any of your um, listeners out there, um, you know, I think people put so much weight. They think they have to clear their thoughts. And, you know, that's really just kind of like what monks do. That doesn't mean that we have to. We have bills to pay. We have things going on. But it's really just kind of centering yourself and, and concentrating on your breaths and being in the here and now. Yeah, I, the way I describe meditation is like there's infinite ways of doing it. It's not the, yes. um, you know, caricature of sitting in a lotus position with your eyes closed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's one way of doing it. But there's, I mean, I know runners who can get into a meditative state. Um, it's like you said, it's centering yourself. It's quieting the mind. It's just, it's just being, you know, um, I, I, you know, I, I this isn't mine. I, I don't know where who said this, but it's sort of like you know, prayer is talking to God, meditation is receiving the message. Yes, um, you know what? I heard that before. That I think that was on like a Oprah. Yeah, uh, I'm not yeah. Still, not taking credit. Don't know who said it. <laughs> I can't remember who said it either. That's so good. But that is uh, works works for me, and that's you know, in that practice is when I really became aware of my inner dialogue. Um, because my inner dialogue is, what are you doing? Why are you sitting here? This is ridiculous. You're thinking. You're not doing it. You know, like, this is a waste of time. You have, you, listening to my dialogue night after night after night, I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> we got some work to do. Um, and it's, you know, it's a practice. That's what I tell people, like, you know, when they ask me, I'm like, it's not, I don't know if I'll be 80 years old and um, not practicing it. It's, it's, it's a practice. Um, it's a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, like anything, it, the, the more you do it, the better you get at it. Um, but you know, and there's so many, I always recommend headspace for people yes. that don't, you know, aren't into the woo woo and, but have heard enough about meditation that they're like, they want to give it a try. Um, I always kind of suggest that cause that's a, I think a great way to introduce it to, you know, um, as I like to call it, the people who are not woke. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and I think he, he doesn't do uh, guided meditations, though, on Headspace, does he? Is it just uh, more just breathing? And I can't remember. It's been a while. I, they have a lot. They even have a kid's okay. version of it. So, And they have, like, for athletes. Um, so there are some oh. guided, yeah. There it's are, changed a little. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just heard someone was telling me re, uh, that their company re reimbursed their Headspace membership. So I was like, wow. So it's um, becoming, you know, I think it's becoming more mainstream, which is good because I think we all could use it. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love for my kids to pick up that practice. I haven't gotten that. I got one doing it. Um, the other two, not so much. <laughs> but maybe one day. Um 
Well, thank you so much for coming. This was really, really interesting conversation. Um, do you want to share your social media with the? Yeah, I am on. I, I spend most of my time on Instagram. I'm the Happy Enthusiast, and then my website is www.thehappyenthusiast.com. And I do have a Facebook page. I don't. I don't use it that much, but I do have a Facebook page. Excellent. And thank you so much for um, inviting me on here. Yeah, I love that name, The Happy Enthusiast. That's a yes. great name. Um, yes. Well, no, thank you. I wanted, you know, I'm, uh, I think it was my last podcast. Um, I had someone on his, his uh, program is called The Manifestation Machine, I believe. And I, mm-hmm. I sort of came out of the closet because I practiced a lot of this stuff privately. The only stuff I was open about was my yoga and meditation practice, but I didn't talk about the other woo-woo, woo-woo. I, yes, I, was saying, I, I was saying it wrong. I was saying woo-hoo. My friend just told me actually before this call, she's like, I don't know if you want to know this, but you've been saying it wrong. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> so I really just started feeling comfortable sharing my woo-woo. Um, but, you know, more and more people keep asking me, you know, how how I've changed. How did I do it? How did I grow? How did I evolve? How did I move forward? Um, and, you know, I'm starting to feel more comfortable sharing that. So thank you for coming on and letting me talk more about it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you guys for listening and sticking around. Um, I have some really cool guests coming on. I have someone, uh, it's not going to be woo, woo all the time. <laughs> I have, uh, <laughs> um, a sex expert coming on soon and, um, a local, um, authors are local to me in Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, Celia Rivenbart coming on to discuss politics. So, um, don't worry. It's not going to be three in a row, but I do hope y'all got something from this and, uh, thanks for listening. Bye. That's the show. Be sure to hit the subscribe button and share the blog and podcast with your friends and family. Want more Marisol? Check out her blog at shityoucantmakeup.com or find her on Instagram at Marisol's Podcast, or of course, Facebook. I'm Sean the Producer, and you can hear me on Dadson, all one word, D-A-D-S-O-N Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcast, or find me on Instagram. We'll see you next time.